Uh, before I begin this uh, recording, I just want to shout out to Big Zulu. Uh, for people who don't know who Big Zulu is, he's a hip-hop artist from South Africa. Some people might say he's a hip-hop maskandi artist, but I would like to just classify him as a hip-hop artist. Shout out to Big Motherfucking Zulu. Google him, uh, check out his work, and props to him for reviving the South African hip-hop scene. Some people might want to give it uh, credit to Casper for being the catalyst through his verse on uh, a song called Ua, where he was like, I put hip hop in a coma, right? And last week, Big Zulu released a song called 150 Bars or 150 Bars, depending where you are from. That song, it's not a diss track. It's more of him calling out rappers so that he could like ignite some sort of fire into the South African hip-hop scene. He called out the main protagonist in the hip-hop industry, Casper Nyovest, Stogie T, Duncan, K.O., Questa, MT. There are a lot of bars which are like... He was taking shots at these guys. I think he likes these guys. I think he reveres their music so much. But he was so hardcore in his approach. It's so hip-hop. It's something I think if you're, you're used to his music, if you listen to the song called Emma Lening, Malening, featuring the late Ricky Rick and Interweyase Dubai, you'll find out that, okay, fine, he can rap, he can throw a few bars, he's nice, but... The 150 bars track is out of this world. It's a battle rap infused, you know, with the South, Afri South African type of hip hop that they make. So shout out to Big Zulu. Right now, there have been two replies from KO, who's actually in album mode. And there's Questa, who just released his song called Quantum. Uh, the first load, right? If people don't know what a quantum is, it's like a taxi, 15-seater, 18-seater. People people sit in there and people are ferried to their various uh, workstations or various bu uh, bus stops. It's uh, synonymous with Africa because our transport system is kind of fucked up. But that's the mindset because Big Zulu purports to be an Inkavi and Inkavi are synonymous with the taxi ranks where these quantums rank. So I, I don't need to get into too much detail, but shout out to Big Zulu for reviving the South African hip-hop industry right now because I think maybe it was becoming too soft, too much of an influx of Ama Piano. And I'm not complaining. Ama Piano is a very good and solid genre. But for us hip-hop heads, I think we kind of lost ourselves in that genre and we forgot how strong say hip hop was and with that being said <laughs> welcome welcome everybody to another episode of the don cozy podcast coming to you live from where am i where am i live i'm in binga today <laughs> i'm in binga my hometown and shout out to everyone listening to this binga is in africa it's in zimbabwe 
and this is we've got the Binga Beach, we're actually close to Victoria Falls, close to Mlibizi Resort Town. So if you don't know those places, you better Google that shit and check it out. So let's get into it. Um, I started with that story so that I could just give you a a base of what was coming in today. Firstly, I want to talk about the most controversial thing which is happening in the past, or which has happened in the past 9 to 12 hours, which is the South African MEC, Dr. Poppy Ramatuba. I hope I pronounced her name uh, correctly. There is a video of this doctor who is based in uh, South Africa, Limpopo to be exact. She's an MEC and she's a doctor at the same time. In this clip, which was shot on Tuesday, uh, which surfaced on social media, uh, it's actually three, min three minutes in length, and it showed uh, the doctor who was surrounded, this is my take, who was surrounded by a bunch of colleagues of hers, or I think it's the staff at the ho uh, hospital, <laughs> I was about to say hotel, the staff at the hospital were surrounding her as she was leaning on um, a hospital bed looking towards a patient who was in the bed. And she started to address the patient. She started to address this patient in Setswana, right? And asking the patient what language she's speaking in. And then this patient says she speaks Shona. Shona is a native language of Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe and South Africa all they share border, Limpopo border, right? Just getting your geography up. So apparently people have been migrating from Zimbabwe to South Africa to get health treatment or to seek health advice or anything of that sort. And it's becoming, besides the xenophobic, xenophobic attacks which are happening between foreign nationals, Nigerians, Zimbabweans, Mozambicans, Malawians, who are settled in South Africa, right now these people, there's an influx of Zimbabwean nationals going Zimbabwean and Mozambican nationals flooding uh, the hospitals in that country because of lack of facilities in their home countries and uh, no medical aids and stuff like that because medical attention is actually expensive in their home countries, i.e. Zimbabwe and Mozambique. So she starts to interact with this patient and quickly enough she starts to say you're supposed to how did you get to Limpopo because he has Zimbabwean you're supposed to be with your president Emerson Nangagu who's the president of Zimbabwe right she was insinuating that how can you leave your home country to come and seek medical health or medical attention in South Africa aren't there any hospitals this is what she was in this is the message behind what the conversation this is what i got so as this went on the patient actually thanked the mec and the mec now goes on to say don't thank me you know i <laughs> they can't actually absorb an appreciation from a patient who has come all the way from zimbabwe and trying to take advantage of the lax health systems uh or the health system laws in south africa where uh, people can just come in and get, like, I, I won't say free medical attention because there's nothing free on earth. But I think 
it's more cheaper and it's available because South Africa is actually a more advanced country than Zimbabwe and Mozambique, to be honest. So she continues to say that uh, the patient is killing your health system. And we know that it's not the patient who's killing the health system. It's the foreign nationals who are killing the health system. Say it with your chest, minister. Right? I think that's the message she was getting to. Logically, lo with logic, she came back and told the patient that uh, she actually broke it down to the patient that, let's say, for instance, in Limpopo, the treasury, uh, we've got 5.7 million um, inhabitants of Limpopo and 91% of those people cannot afford medical aid. So they depend on the state and only 9% can afford private medical care. Then she goes on to say that of the 91%, Treasury allocates a certain budget to that state, which caters for the 91% of the 5.7 million people in Limpopo, which is fair and fine, right? Because these are their own country, this is their own country, this is their own budget, and we don't have to infringe their rights to budgeting for their people. So, in a way, she's trying to tell her that you are not allocated for because you are one, you're an alien, you're not registered, and you're an, Ill an illegal person seeking health services in our country using the allocated funds for the inhabitants of this state, which is Limpopo in this case, uh, for your own betterment, right? And it, in, in the end of that video, she directs the CEO that this patient won't be discharged unless she pays uh, the, the money for the surgery or the operation or whatever services were rendered to her, which is fair and fine. There's a lot of backlash with that. Logically, it makes sense, right? I, Don Cozy, cannot go to Botswana and take advantage of maybe their lax health system laws and be like, I want to get operated, I don't have money, this and the third, right? And walk away scot-free with it. I need to pay for that service because it's, it's a foreign country. I'm not a pensioner and, you know, but it seems like, this is what I'm gathering, it seems like there have been a lot of foreigners who have been taking advantage of this. If we look at it logically, we can see the frustrations of the MEC. We can hear the frustrations of the MEC that, because there's a portion of the video where she's like, oh, there's been an influx of Zimbabwean people and Mozambican people coming into South Africa saying that, oh, there's an MEC who's <laughs> holding uh, charity cases uh, via the medical uh, department or whatever have you, right? So I think right now they were trying to nip it in the bud so that they could stop these foreign nationals just coming to seek medical attention. But universally, let us look at it like this. Everyone's got it right under this earth or on this earth or under the sun to get medical attention, right? No one is supposed to be chastised and embarrassed and made laugh like a mockery 
of in front of the world because right now we're united because of social media. Whatever happens in another country, we quickly get wind of it within minutes. And yes, of course, society is divided with this video or by this video because there are two sides of the coin. One is for the MEC, one is against. Obviously, you have the opposition in South Africa, the Julius Malemas, Mbuiseni Ndlozi, and Musi Maimani coming out yesterday saying that what she did was not right. She was embarrassing this patient, embarrassing the country, taking out her frustrations on the wrong person, which is correct, which is absolutely correct, because this is a diplomatic thing, which I think South African, the South African government is not holding the SADC governments, which are surrounding South Africa, that are like accountable. They are supposed to talk to the presidents, like, yo, <laughs> your people are coming into this country. Fix your health systems. If you don't, or if you cannot, we can help you. You know, we can <laughs> do whatever. But the influx right now, we cannot be able to contain contain your people at the end of the day these people are putting pressure on our resources and funds it's an honest and solid debate but she took it out on a vulnerable patient who had just come out of surgery and imagine the stress right now you've got a room full of people laughing at you you're coming from a surgery and you now you're miles away from home imagine the strain you know the second part is people condoning her behavior, which I think exacerbates what's going on at the, on the ground with xenophobia. Because right now, a lot of people will be saying she's xenophobic, she's not Pan-African. And we know in South Africa, there's a champion of Pan-Africanism, that's Julius Malema. And the EFF has stated that her head should roll. She shouldn't be an MEC. She should be chucked out and even have her, her certificates revoked by the Medical Council there in South Africa because she's not upholding the standards and the uh, ethics of a medical practitioner, which are, I think, confidentiality. I think that's one of them. I'm just talking from, <laughs> you know. But at the end of the day, I think... This is a very bad PR campaign on the South African government. It should have been held way better. I think she, it got to her head. She got overexcited and saw cameras and was like, this is my time to shine, this and the third. We'll call it bullshit for now. We'll call that bullshit. Because at the end of the day, that could have been her man, her daughter in another country being embarrassed by another uh government official in that country saying, oh, yes, South African, don't you guys have this, blah, 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 blah. And it comes back to Ubuntu. You know, we, we call that in Southern Africa, Ubuntu. Uh, we have to be one as people. We're all Africans. We're all humans. We must treat each other with dignity. So we'll see how the story unfolds. And hopefully in the next two days, we'll know what's going on. Will her head roll? Will she issue an apology? Or what's going to happen? So that's that's the first story. And man, my heart is with the, with the patient right now. I know she's stressing. 
and you know you just want to get back home and my final words on this topic are that heads of state in the neighboring countries neighboring south africa may you please fix your health system please fix your countries because th- this is now becoming embarrassing i'm talking from a zimbabwean perspective where we are now being deemed a cancer to the region we're now being deemed a cancer to the region because of the dilapidated state of things in our country and the lack of things or the lack of urgency in fixing of things so i think the government needs to hear this and the government needs to know it's embarrassing for both states for both countries zimbabwe and south africa but i think it's a learning curve but ah, come on guys we cannot be learning for 43 44 years we we just need to do better for our own citizens right and secondly i want to talk about um what happened during the weekend uh there was a boxing match between alexander uisk and anthony joshua uisk is from ukraine Anthony Joshua is from Britain. Those people don't know boxing. If you guys ended watching boxing during the Mike Tyson days, I'm sorry for you. There's a new king in town, right? The Ukrainian actually beat Anthony Joshua. This is the second time. The first time he beat him, took took the belt. This time it was a rematch. And he fucked him up again after 12 rounds. It wasn't a KO. Um split decisions were made and the ukrainian won you know after all the uh, adversity that the ukrainians are facing through the ukrainian russian conflict i think this was a nice cherry on top for the ukrainians to actually celebrate something positive so this is his uh, second consecutive victory over anthony joshua like i said and he managed to defend his unified WBO, WBA, and IBF heavyweight titles over the course of 12 rounds. These were epic rounds. For people who watched, if you didn't watch it, go to YouTube, shout out YouTube, go and watch the highlights. You'll see what happened. But what happened after the fight is like crybaby stuff. Sports, for people who have played sports or people who watch sports, we always talk about fair play, fair play, fair play. Be it soccer, rugby, cricket, boxing, athletics, it's all fair play. At the end of the day, it's a competition. There's a winner and a loser. But when the loser cries foul, I think he's just he or she is not just throwing a tantrum. And this is what Anthony Joshua did. When the results were announced, he couldn't even um, congratulate Oisk. He actually threw the belt. He took two belts from Uisk, threw them out of the ring and started, uh, you know, I think just having a tantrum in the ring and walked out. Before he even made it to the tunnel, he walked back into the ring, took the mic and started blabbering a whole lot of shit, right? He started uh, narrating his story uh, about boxing, that he was in jail and then for him to skip jail, 
he had to train in boxing and this was just taking him out i think from the moment which was just being given in that ring you know aj anthony joshua he embarrassed himself and he embarrassed the country britain not so great anymore right because he came out and threw a major tantrum and i think he embarrassed himself that's the first thing and secondly he also embarrassed the ukrainian because he took the ukrainian's flag void on his back and knowing what's going on i think he didn't treat him with respect in a way i think anthony joshua he's he's this is an end of an era he's not a uh, a heavyweight champion who can control his temper and oisk shout out to oisk the ukrainian for being mature and being solid in that moment because anything could have happened right his whole team was in the ring and as a champion he stood there with poise and let anthony joshua just blab around like a 12 year old kid who had lost his toys so like i said this is an end of an era and to put it into context, the Ukrainian holds three of four major heavyweight belts. And there's only one missing. And this one is with the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury, as he retired. That's what he claims. But Oisk wants a fight with Tyson Fury. But Tyson Fury needs to come out because, come on, guys, we need that fight. Uh, Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King, show, showed who he, he really is in boxing and... I think it will be an epic fight between the Ukrainian and uh, the, the the Irish guy, uh, Tyson Fury. And it will be, be a cool battle, man. Like, shout out to sports, man. Sports are really carrying us these days. Uh, you know, when sports stops, you know, our lives kind of stop, you know. Let's get into some music, guys. Let's get into some music. On Friday, DJ Khaled's highly anticipated album god did is dropping and it's going to be an 18 track album i thought it was going to be 30 at least he kept it at 18 not complaining not complaining 18 track album it has got the more i think my surprise feature here is eminem and dr dre yeah we've heard all these guys the little babies the gunners i'm a drake fan drake future kanye west Ghana, Young Thug is not there. I'm actually pissed off, kind of pissed off that Young Thug is not on this album. Free YSL, free YSL. Um, so Eminem, Dr. Dre, Drake, Future, Kanye West, Caesar, Jay Z, Ghana, Jada Kiss, Lil Dirk, Lil Baby, uh, Sizzla from Jamaica. They're a couple of Jamaican artists also on this album. So it's a feature-filled album, like always. And this album is dropped. I think it's going to be full of anthems. Jay-Z, you know, guys, come on. It's the king of rap, you know. But I can't wait to hear the Eminem song because it's actually featuring Eminem and Kanye West on a Dr. Dre beat. On a Dr. Dre beat. If people don't know who Dr. Dre is, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, 
I'm hyped up about that song. Besides the other 17 songs on the album that Dr. Dre produced Eminem and Kanye West song. Mm. Yeah, so that, that album is coming out. And as of midnight tonight, a Nigerian artist who I recently just found out, you know, named BNXNFKA Buju. I'm still here to find out if the BNXN has got a, like, a meaning. He's dropping his album called Bad Since 97. And it's a seven-track album, or we'll call it a seven-track project, uh, featuring Wizkid, Wande Cole, and Olamide. It's a Nigerian thing, Afropop um, type of infused music, right? Like I said, it's dropped on the 25th of August. And the standout tracks, uh, one, in my mind, he performed it on Colors, on the Colors show. And then there's a song called Kenkele featuring Wande Ko. And there's a snippet I heard before I recorded. It's called uh, Many Ways featuring Wizkid. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be a hectic week. It's going to be a hectic week. It's going to be a hectic weekend because also Chris Brown, it's at 6 p.m. African time, which I think is like midnight or is it midday in America. It's He's dropping the music video for him uh, featuring kid, So it's going to be a good weekend of music. It's going to be a good, um, it's going to be just fun. And uh, we're going to enjoy hearing a lot of music, African, Western. I think also with the whole big Zulu hip hop thing. Uh, who's dropping? Duncan is dropping on Friday. Another guy who he dissed. <laughs> so we're going to hear a lot of replies to the big Zulu this track in quotes we're going to hear the bnxn uh bed since 97 album we're going to have the dj khaled album which is a, i think it's going to carry us into september and we're going to see what's going to happen in september so with that being said guys come on shout out to everyone who has been supporting the podcast shout out to the new listeners shout out to the new subscribers the new followers on our social media feeds continue to follow us on at Don Cozy Podcast on Instagram and on Twitter. Follow me on at One Don Cozy on Instagram and on Twitter. And with that being said, everything is just cozy.